Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So if you guys don't mind, I want to start today with a statistic, if that's okay, because I found it startling. We knew, right, that due to healthcare discoveries and healthcare advancements, we're living a lot longer than even our grandparents' generation. Okay, great, great, right? Except that even with improving healthcare, visual impairment, blindness, those cases in the U.S. are expected to double by 2050. And that's just in America. An estimated 250 million people worldwide are either blind or have severe visual problems, so much so that they they really can't, for all intents and purposes, see. So if you do the math, 2050, if that's all going to double, a lot of us may not be able to see as we age. And so much for gold in our golden years, if we do need help seeing, Genworth Financial, they do this cost of care survey every single year. The average cost of a home health aid just to help in the U.S. is $5,150 a month. And even if you just needed somebody to help you see, to do everyday tasks like by the hour, the average cost per hour is 27 bucks and rising. Knowing that, how does free sound? Be My Eyes is doing it. It's a free app that helps the blind and visually impaired tackle day-to-day challenges using artificial intelligence. And in just the first 48 hours of beta testing, which opened this month, 4,000 visually impaired people clamored to sign up as virtual volunteers, and that's just in the U.S. So what can this app do, and how many of us who can't see, you know, the tiny labels on medicine bottles anymore, or even where our pet canary flew in the house, how many people can it possibly help? Let's welcome the chairman and CEO of Be My Eyes, Mike Buckley. Mike, welcome to Everyone Talks to Liz. I'm so glad that you're here to tell the story of this company today. Liz, thank you. It's great to be here. And what an introduction. I feel like, you know, you've made a better pitch than I could ever make <laughs> for our services. <laughs> well, I can be rented out for the 11 second elevator pitch. But OK, you you guys just launched quite recently. I mean, arguably just weeks ago and we're in March of 2023 here. Um, what are the numbers looking like now? Well, we were already a very large community of human volunteers, mm-hmm. right? We had about a half a million people who were blind and low vision on our service and a fairly astonishing 6.3 million volunteers, which we believe is the largest digital volunteer army in the world. Since we've launched this virtual volunteer product, an AI-powered visual assistant for the the blind and visually impaired, we've seen more than 20,000 people sign on to our service, and we're only about a week into this. So really unbelievable interest and demand and excitement over what this new technology might mean for the community of 250 million people that you just talked about. Well, let's talk more about what it can do and what you hope it can do. And and I know it's very much in the early stages and you're testing, but so far, what can it do for those of us who have real problems seeing or who are outright blind? 
Well, it is a remarkably accurate and consistent visual interpretation tool. So if any user takes a picture of just about anything, the tool can tell you with an incredibly high degree of accuracy what's in that visual, whether it's a map, whether it's a website, it could be a menu in a restaurant, it could be a dress in a catalog. It explains it really, really well. It also provides an analytical layer, Liz, which is beyond just plain visual recognition. So that if I take a picture of my dog, it says, oh, I can tell that that's a beagle. By the way, he appears to be sleeping and quite relaxed. <laughs> or it, it might say something like, I, I can see the contents of your refrigerator include A, B, C, D, and E. Based on that, you could make the following for dinner. So there's this remarkable secondary layer of context and analysis on the photo that, that, that brings the image to life for that person. The final thing, Liz, is you can talk to it. So you can ask it additional questions. After I take the picture of my open refrigerator, I can say, can you recommend a recipe, right? If I took a picture of the New York City subway system I, and I asked, can you please get me from Flatbush to the Upper West Side? It will say, yes, you have to take, what is that these days, Liz? F to the one or something, I don't know. And the Q but, and but the 12. Ugh. Right, exactly. But it would tell you step-by-step step how to get there. And so that layer of analysis, context and information, do you know what it is? For blind and low vision people, it's power, it's independence. And what I can tell you is that the beta testers who have used this product are using phrases like life-changing when they talk mm -hmm. about it. And so I wanna be very wary of um, too much AI hype, right? There's a lot of that out right now. Yes. But based on what we've seen from our beta testers, this really could be a profound, profound change and empowering force for our community. Okay, I have a million questions, but you talked about the refrigerator. So blind people and people who have trouble seeing tiny print, I have a lot of trouble seeing, and I, I can see, I mean, even with my glasses, though, I have trouble reading expiration dates on food, on milk and cottage cheese and yogurt and things like that. And I can only imagine that blind people can't see any of that. I mean, you take a picture of, of the bottle of milk and it can see that? It can, and uh, with a startling degree of accuracy. Yes, it's actually a very common use case that we're seeing now in terms of expiration dates. And medicine bottles, directions. Um, in theory, yes. We are telling people that in this beta, we want to avoid things like medicine, okay. and we want to avoid things like navigation until we have even greater certainty, right? Like, it's the old rule, safety first, right? Um we, we do have a, a, a high degree of confidence that we'll have those use cases in the, in the midterm, but we want to be cautious at first and make sure we're running all the tests we need to. But it is a wonderfully accurate and useful tool in its current form. I need to know so far with some of the volunteers in the beta testing, has there been a miraculous moment where something really good was accomplished by this artificial intelligence app for somebody who couldn't see. So there was a couple that that contacted us and said, um, every time our canary gets out of the cage, <laughs> it takes us an hour and a half to find it and get it back in there. And they said, with the AI, it took us five minutes. Wait, I thought that was startling, what? right? So they took a picture of their living room. Okay. And the, and, and the AI said, oh, the, the canary appears to be on the, the upper right-hand portion of the room. And they figured out how to get the bird somehow back in the cage. And this, this, this like, amazed me, right? Um, 
we had a user literally who who looked at the railway system on a map in India and asked how to go from Bangalore to Delhi or something like that. And they got step-by-step instruction. So like literally every day we're getting another kind of startling example of the power of this technology and what it could mean for people. But the the couple with the the loose bird just just I mean it made me chuckle, but it was also amazing, right? I threw out the canary thing because I I mean I saw it I saw it mentioned as as maybe it'll help you do your pet. I didn't realize it can actually help you find your it, escaped pet. This this really happened. Yes, I mean it's unbelievable. Well, yeah. to me, this sounds life altering, life changing, and what can you talk about as far as you know, people's degrading eye and visual abilities these days. Because, yes, we have a lot of brilliant ophthalmologists out there, and LASIK surgery makes a big difference. But, I, I, you know, the eye, my, my dad, who was a surgeon, he was a urologist, he said it wasn't until his ophthalmology rotation in medical school where he began to believe in God or a greater power, because he said the human eye is so brilliant, some greater force than anything we know had to have created it. That said, it is so sensitive and delicate, and it degrades. Yeah. It's, it's, it is an odd thing to contemplate, right? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm in my 50s now, too, and I'm doing the squinting and using the reading glasses and all that stuff, which sounds like you're, you're in that space at the moment, too. But um, the statistics you cited, which are consistent with what I've seen, they're they're sobering, aren't they? I mean, in, in, in as advanced a society and world that we live in, to see rates of macular degeneration, you know, going through the roof, rates of retinosa pigmentosa, mm-hmm. and and all and all these other sorts of eye problems, it is it is startling and unsettling. And some of it is is obesity and diabetes related, right, in certain areas as well. Yes. But um, the the numbers are staggering. They're absolutely staggering. Obesity, diabetes. uh, I mean, somebody was doing, I was getting an eye check, and they saw that there was something strange within, and when I say lens, I don't mean the front part, something deep in the eye. And she said, are you pre-diabetic? I nearly freaked out because I'm oh not. Goodness. But she said, you know, there is a portion of your eye that can be an indicator of pre-diabetes. And again, they're so delicate and we've got sun and the ozone layer is getting thinner and our eyes are just, they're a target. Are they not? Yeah, very much so. And, you know, it's funny, I did a, one of those genetic testing services a couple of years ago and, uh-huh. and realized that uh, I have a predisposition in my genes towards macular degeneration. And so, you know, I'm eating spinach five times a week now <laughs> and other <laughs> things that are, that are, that are, you know, good for the eyes. But it's, uh, it is, it's, 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 um, it's something to pay attention to. Mike, when will it launch officially in a full-throated, full-blown way? I hope in a couple of months, Liz, but I don't want to make promises to to your listeners or to you that I can't keep. And the reason I say we're not certain yet is we're going to respect the data, right? We're going to listen a lot to our beta testers and make sure that the accuracy of information is excellent, that it's working really well, that it's safe, because those things are really important. So um, even though I really want this product in the hands of everybody tomorrow, we're going to try to be really thoughtful and and respect the data that we get back uh, from our community to make sure that when it does launch fully, 
um, it's a it's a resounding su- success. Well, the fact that it can help blind people and the visually impaired extrapolate and understand their own surroundings is just and free. That, hard to argue with free, Mike. So right. Yeah, that's brilliant. it's a nice price point, as we say. But I, I do want to <laughs> thank, you know, you know, our, our corporate customers pay the bills, Liz, right? You know, companies like Microsoft and Procter and & Gamble and yep. Google and Barilla Pasta, who are our customers, who use us as a tool for their customer service. Um, but they enable us to provide these tools to the community for free. And I'll the, the other thing that, that you should know about the, the, the community of blind and low vision, the statistics vary depending on who you ask, but 70% of people who are blind or low vision are either underemployed or unemployed. And so it just underscores the need to make, make sure that the tools that are available for the community are cost effective. And so we're incredibly grateful to our customers. Now I want to get to you because... You know, we hear it. Everyone talks to Liz. Are big on the climb, and not just the the horse, but the jockey. And and you are the jockey of Be My Eyes. But I want to hear your story because I think our listeners would be fascinated to hear that here you are, this angel investor, creating apps and doing incredibly well, and yet you had a gig pushing meat slinging meat, marketing meat. I mean, how do you go from that to venture capitalism? Well, you know, DNA is a very is a very interesting thing, Liz. And uh, my grandfather uh, was from Italy. He was one of 13 brothers and sisters, the only one born in the United States. And uh, he was a butcher when his butcher store was in Flappish. It was called Michael's Meats. And so I have some genetic predisposition to meat, I guess. <laughs> on on some level but yeah when when i got out of school and the, the job market was awful and i had no idea what i wanted to do i did take a job uh telemarketing uh meat and uh, i was average at best well listen there, there was nothing average about your childhood this is everyone talks to liz and we're going to be right back i know a lot of you have had this experience because for those of us who in 2020 were all sent home and we were stuck in a lockdown during the pandemic we had a lot of time on our hands and i saw an ad for masterclass and i thought i want to better myself i want access to all of these brilliant people who teach you things with masterclass you can learn from the best to become your best masterclass is the only streaming platform where you can learn and grow with more than 200 plus of the world's best and smartest for just under 10 bucks a month an annual membership with masterclass gets you unlimited access to every instructor and i don't care you can wake up one morning and say i want to learn about business and then another where you say i want to learn how to survive in the wild if i have no water and no fire to make me warm you can access masterclass on your phone on your computer smart tv or even in audio mode and the classes totally make a difference don't wait another moment to start your learning journey with masterclass right now our listeners get an additional 15 percent off any annual membership at masterclass.com slash liz that's 15 percent off at masterclass.com slash liz masterclass.com slash liz Let's talk about when you were 11 months old, because your mom made an important decision regarding your father. Let's, you know, expound upon that so our listeners get a sense of, of what you were and what you've become. Yeah, my, uh, my genetic dad uh, had a lot of problems and wasn't a, a very nice human being and, and was violent. And um, 
one day when I was 11 months old, my mom decided that that was going to end. And she uh, put his things out on the front lawn and changed the locks on the house. And that was the last time we ever saw him. And I think, uh, you know, this is in 1969 when being a single mom, uh, you know, wasn't exactly accepted, Liz, you know, from, yeah. uh, you know, the, the, the Catholic Italians that we were, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the church frowned upon us and everything else. But my mom exhibited um, kind of remarkable strength, you know, um, and, uh, and uh, she's kind of been a rock in my life uh, from day one. And so I, I, I'm incredibly thankful for her to that moment. But it was, it was not easy sailing in the beginning, that's well, for sure. She sounds amazing because it, during that era, people did not leave their husbands, especially when there, there wasn't a lot of income or, again, as you say, socially, societally, wasn't exactly cheered. That said, you did make it to college, right? I did. And, you know, going back to her, to your point, you know, she didn't go to college, but she got a reasonably good job at an ad agency and moved up and up and up. And she eventually became the head of all administration at the Blackstone Group, which I know you know what? Who they are. Wow. She did. Yeah. So she interviewed with Pete Peterson and he saw something in her, some spark, and he hired her. And then she ran all administration for Blackstone and when she was at Blackstone, she ended up going back and getting her college degree. And now she's gone back and gotten her PhD. So she's, you know, she's just this kind of life force um, um, of a human being. So who uh, I owe an immense debt of gratitude. Well, let to. me just uh, let people know who don't know what Blackstone is. It is a multi, multi-billion dollar publicly traded private equity company that is I- iconic, really. Uh, and I, it's encouraging to me that Pete Peterson took a shot on her because that ultimately helped you. Without question. I, uh, I remember uh, meeting Pete for the first time in his office and, you know, I, I wore my, my only suit I had and I was incredibly nervous, but he was really gracious and um, kind of a force in my mom's life, you know, uh, in a, in, of kindness. And like you said, just gave it, gave her a shot and she, uh, she took advantage of it. All right. So after college, you're you're telemarketing meat. Never heard of that before. But yeah, there are meat telemarketers. And beyond that, what led you to where you are now, where you were salting money throughout startups, venture capitalism, uh, where companies take a shot on startups? Yeah. um, You mean what led to to my interest in startups? Correct. Yeah, it's. you know, I was a consultant and so for a long many years and I had a lot of exposure to companies. And then um, I worked at uh, at Facebook for three and a half years starting in 2013 and got a ton of exposure to all of the smaller companies that were interacting with Facebook. And I and I and I kind of caught the bug, Liz, you know, and um, um, fascinated by technology and small, nimble, lean companies. And I invested in a company in Denmark that um, successfully sold itself to one of the largest technology companies in the world. And and I was and I just let me be clear, I got very lucky. Like uh, like <laughs> I love after, when you guys and, say that it's not luck; it's it's preparation and smarts meeting with opportunity knocking. Perhaps, but but in truth, you know, it was one of the first investments I made, and I remember my wife saying. Okay, uh, Captain Hubris, let's <laughs> not assume every one of these is going to be, you know, perfect. 
Um, and it was it was good to hear. But but that's how I kind of got the bug of of just seeing seeing the uh, how fast Facebook moved in the early days, and then the startup ecosystem that revolved around uh, social media and emerging technologies. And it just it just looked like a a place I wanted to play. You know, this is so inspiring because knowing the struggle of your early years and your mom having to deal with you know, making a family and making a home and making sure that you guys were taken care of and educated to leading you where you are now, which to me is almost coming full circle, where you are helping people who need the help, the blind and the visually impaired. Uh, how many more volunteers? I mean, are you taking more? Because I know we've got some listeners who might be blind and they love listening to podcasts. So tell me the status. Absolutely. So we've got room not only for um, additional blind and low vision people on our platform, but uh, as many volunteers as we can take. You know, Liz, to your point about aging populations, we have one of our newer customers and a great partnership that we have is with the AARP for Mm -hmm. your listeners. I'm sure many of them know, but it's the uh, American Association for Retired Persons. So um, they deal with a lot of issues for the elderly. And I think we can see a future where this huge repository of volunteers who just sign up out of an act of human kindness, right? Kind of can extend the gifts that they give beyond just people who are blind and low vision to people who are in need in any number of ways. And yes. so we'd love to have all the volunteers uh, that, that, that are willing to sign up. And what about my eyes anytime. What about the beta testers themselves uh, who can't see and they want to try out this app with the artificial intelligence and see how it works? Yeah, we've already got um, a lot of them in and each day we're adding more. And as I said, we're going to be cautious about how we roll this out, Liz. But our hope is that in a matter of months and hopefully it's, you know, single digits rather than double digit months, we'll make this available globally for anybody in the world that, that's got a visual impairment, which is incredibly exciting for us. Well, we will champion it, and we will trumpet it, and we will promote it. And I am so, so excited for you and the whole team at Be My Eyes. Thank you so much, Mike, for not only telling that story, but your own personal story, which I think is almost like a cosmic crash and a, and a beautiful, beautiful cloud that comes up from all of this. Well, uh, it's, it was lovely to get together with you. I really appreciate the opportunity to spend some time with you and for your listeners and can't thank you enough. Okay, so one last little revelation about me. My grandfather was a butcher as well. Really? Yeah, but I never telemarketed meat. Darn, I gotta try that. <laughs> Mike Buckley, thank you so, so much. Brilliant work you're doing and I just can't wait to see the future of Be My Eyes, and let's call it the near future. So a couple of months, and we're going to keep everybody posted on the development of this incredible app. Thank you so much, Liz. Really appreciate you having me on. So, guys, if you know somebody, if you are visually impaired or you know somebody who is blind, just hold on tight because Be My Eyes, they're working on it. They've got an army of people testing this thing out, and hopefully within months, It will be unveiled. And uh, speaking of unveiling, we do a big unveil every Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Claim and Countdown. So make sure you join me. Thanks so much for tuning in. You have no idea how much I appreciate you guys. Have a great day. 
Want to listen ad-free? You can do it with a Fox News Podcasts Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And then Amazon Prime members, you can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.